You are listening to Herbal Marie, a podcast about herbs and home remedies to heal yourself. All advice shall be considered suggestions. Please research all herbs before using and discover ways to feel better and be well. Welcome to Herbal Marie's Insta Herb Shoutouts number three. The awesome herbalists, herbal lovers, herb nerds, and green witches that I follow on Instagram inspire me to no end. So these Insta Herb Shoutouts are a fun way for me to express my gratitude to the lovelies who are promoting, pimping, and sharing the plants. I think we can all agree that we all appreciate and enjoy seeing their posts on Instagram. So today I have quite an assortment um, of really interesting posts that I found on Instagram and I'm so excited to share them with you. Okay, are you ready? So how does this work? Well, I'm sitting here holding my iPhone and I have eight links of featured profiles that we're gonna visit and explore one of their posts together. So you can look at these pictures that I'm gonna be talking about on my Instagram page, which is at Herbal Marie. Or if you're listening later on and you're, you're wondering where these links are, go to herbalmarie.com. I've created an archive of all the InstaHerb shout outs so you can go straight to all the posts. All right, so the first one that we've got today is about this Cassandra berry. And this is from um, Mate Medicine. So Mate Medicine um, has this really, uh, really cool picture of Cassandra berry. And they're just dried little berries. But this jumped out at me because this is one of these herbs that keeps on inviting me to try it out. So um, if you know about me a little bit, you know that I love backyard herbs. I love local herbs. So anything that doesn't grow near me, you know, I still have a few things that I still need to try out personally, and this is one of them. So she did this incredible um, post telling us all about the Scassandra berry and the 100-day Scassandra challenge. All right, so Mate Medicine says, Scassandra berry, also known as Wu Wai Zi, translates to five flavors fruit because it literally has all five flavors. The flavors activate the channels and meridians in our body and that's how we get all the benefits of this unique herb. So I probably, <laughs> I'm probably mispronouncing a lot of these words today, but just bear with me. I know you've heard of Scassandra, S-C-H-I-S-A-N-D-R-A, Scassandra, maybe it's Scassandra. All right, that sounds even better. Scassandra berries are a wonderfully potent liver tonic which act to support our immune system and provide abundant energy levels while keeping us in a parasympathetic state. 
So she goes on to say that they encourage calmness and tranquility, reduce stress, nourish sleep, and balance our hormones. Scassandra helps the liver remove toxins while eliminating detox symptoms such as blemishes, fatigue, and headaches. This encourages better hormone balance and decreases PMS symptoms, heavy periods, fibroids, cysts, and hot flashes during menopause. So I am like pretty much sold on um, this little berry that she has taken a beautiful picture of. So there's more. Um, balancing the liver results in clear, beautiful, smooth skin and bright white eyes. Scassandra's astringent nature helps the body hold fluids, which reduces dry skin and increases moisture content. Scassandra berries are a wonderful herb to help age gracefully with a gorgeous complexion. Scassandra also improves focus and reduces mental tiredness by reducing brain fog that is caused by many hormone imbalances such as low estrogen and adrenal fatigue. So, wow, um, it just sounds so incredible. And I love when plants come back again and again to just remind me like, hey, I'm still waiting for you. Hey, I'm still here for you. Um, the first time that I heard about this berry that I really felt like I was ready to try it was on a podcast called Time in the Studio. And she had a challenge, I think, where like she was suggesting just eating like five or ten berries a day and see how that made you feel. Well, um, Mate Medicine is now... I'm going to encourage us to try a 100-day Scassandra challenge. So she says the benefits of this adaptogenic and antioxidant superberry can be felt when taking Scassandra consistently for 100 days. I encourage you to try a 100-day Scassandra challenge. Consume the, the Scassandra berries in some way for 100 days straight. So either teas, eat them straight, or a tonic is the favorite way that she likes to take them. She also suggests to simmer the dried berries in a pot on a stove for 15 minutes, strain, and drink the tea. She shouts out um, at Moon Juice. Moon Juice sells her favorite Cassandra powder that is ready to add to anything. So you can get it in a dried powder. She says she adds it to smoothies, matcha tea, or juice. You can also sprinkle it over yogurt, oatmeal, or fresh fruit. So anyways, she says, good luck on your challenge. Okay, so I know that was a lot, but I loved it. I loved every little bit of it because I think I would like to try this out, right? Like it's certainly on my list. Um, you know, you don't get this stuff for free. So sometimes you have to wait until you have the money to try something. But this Chinese herb is definitely one that, hey, even if it doesn't grow in my backyard, I would still like to try this because all of those amazing things that she said about it, don't you kind of want to just test it out yourself? 
And um, don't you really want to try something that tastes, that has all five flavors? I mean, it really does like just stroke your curiosity 100%. So anyways, thank you. Um, Maite Medicine, I think I've said your name different every single time, but let's go to her profile page. Um, great looking page. It is Nicole Gabriel. She's a doctoral student and she's falling in love with traditional Chinese medicine. So be sure to have a visit over um, to her profile page. I'll have a link in my Instagram and on herbalmarie.com. Okay, so we just dove in real deep, real quick, but um, we got our we got our homework out of the way. <laughs> it is fun to learn about new herbs, and it's really important for us to keep a beginner's mind when we are in our herbal journeys because we always want to be learning, um, just to keep expanding um, all the things that we know that we can use. So next we're headed over to Mrs. Productive Hippie. Mrs. Productive Hippie um, had this really cool picture. Uh, it looks like a wooden cutting board and there is like four quadrants. There's a lemon, half a lemon. There looks to be some thyme, it's lemon thyme. Uh, another little pile of sage and salt. So Mrs. Productive Hippie says, well, the darn germs that were affecting everyone around me finally got me too. The worst part for me is my extremely sore throat and chest congestion that made it hard to sleep last night. Then she says, plants to the rescue. This morning, I'm brewing a sage and sea salt gargle to help heal my sore throat and a lemon thyme and raw honey tea to soothe my congestion and cough and hopefully, hopefully clear out this virus. So anyways, um, this was a simple post, but the, the simpleness of this reminder is huge because when we come down with something, we have some very basic ingredients um, around our house probably that can help us so much. So I wanted just to share with everyone how genius this sage and sea salt gargle is. Um, a lot of times you do reach for salt when you have a sore throat, right? It's just so effective to kill germs and help you feel better. But pairing that up with sage, such a good idea. So she made a sage and sea salt gargle, okay? And then she also, for her sipping in her teacup, made a lemon thyme and raw honey tea. And that helps soothe the congestion and the cough. So I love that she used lemon thyme. Um, this is one of my favorite plants in the garden. And if you don't have it in your garden yet, maybe this year it could be one of the ones that you bring in. It has shown to be very hardy and it comes back every year. And um, like I love regular thyme, but lemon thyme is like beautiful. It's, it's like a, the ladies version of, of uh, the masculine thyme. It is 
so enjoyable. You can use it fresh, the little leaves on your fruit salad or make a fresh tea and it also is really lovely as a dried tea. So I highly recommend getting some lemon thyme. So thank you Mrs. Um, productive Hippie for sharing this simple and effective remedy. Um, we, we're gonna go over to her profile page now. It says the Productive Hippies. There's a Mr. and a Mrs., but this is Mrs. Um, she says she's a herbalist, foodie, wild crafter, kitchen alchemist, and healer. And then she has a website, theproductivehippies.ca, that's Canada. And I love her quote that she says, plants are powerful and so are you. I'm kind of wishing right now that I made some lemon thyme and honey tea to be sipping on. But anyways, we're gonna press through here. Um, we're heading over now to Terra Vita Farm. So it's terra.vita.farm. And what captured my complete attention whenever I saw this um, on my Instagram feed was that their little baby oregano sprouts. You guys, they're little baby oregano sprouts. And um, Terra Vita Farm says oregano microgreens. So much flavor. He also says, we took a couple days off to enjoy the holiday with our family, but we are back at it. Okay, so you guys, I just did the You Know Oregano, my boy Oregano um, podcast. I did not see this coming. I don't, this is what I'm talking about, beginner's mind. You can sit and think that you know everything. All right. I can sit and think that I know everything there is to know about oregano, but guess what? It never occurred to me to make a microgreen tray with oregano seeds. So this to me is just completely genius and has helped me keep me in my humble beginner mind that there is always something more to do, to know, to try, and to eat <laughs> so you can make microgreens with oregano and yeah it totally would have so much flavor because it's oregano and you know whenever you're eating small plants they're just jam-packed with all their nutrients um, as new sproutlings so thank you Terra Vita Farm oregano microgreens sound awesome um, I almost want to go back and edit my podcast. <laughs> and by the way, you can make microgreens with oregano. But um, yeah, you got to visit. Um, it's Terra, T-E-R-R-A dot um, Vita, V-I-T-A dot farm. It is an awesome looking um, profile page. He does a lot of different close-ups of the greens and the sprouts and mushrooms and food. <laughs> but um, I love this so much because, you know, my personal journey with the plants is um, 
all the time. I really just want to eat. I really just want to eat plants. Um, you know, when you first start out with herbalism, like you're just like seasoning your food with herbs. And then like at some point you're like, why don't I just eat the herb? <laughs> Nothing but the herb. Um, so it's really important for us to get as many plants into our diet. Like you are what you eat and why not be an herb? So Michael at Terravita Micro says um, he's got a biology degree. He's an organic gardener, a steward of soil ecosystems, recycler of waste, holistic healer, breeder of microbes, <laughs> and caregiver to all life. So um, it's wonderful to see an earth steward um, and one who is really um, sharing his experience as I scroll down his profile page, sharing it in such a beautiful way that you'll want to join in and eat more greens, including little baby oreganos. Yeah, so I don't know about you, but I am definitely looking forward to spring returning um, so we can eat the plants, juice the plants, make tea with the plants and just enjoy them growing all around us. So as we think ahead and plan ahead, now we're going to go over to energy and herbs because she has an heart, she has a harvest plan with an herb inventory. So as we're dreaming, let's be a little like organized and do some planning. So her picture is um, just a, a screen like a picture of her notebook where she has plan for 2018 harvest to dry so let me let me read her description so you can know what's going on energy and herbs says it's always good to work with the plan last spring I took inventory of the herbs we'd used and made this list before the growing season started, then hung it on the fridge. As I completed each item's harvest, I added a check or a minus with a note. This spring, I'll inventory our usage again and tweak the list. Each year gets a little easier as I take the guesswork out of harvesting. <laughs> so she says, simple, effective, not necessarily pretty, but who cares, right? The important thing is to have a system that works for you. Now is the perfect time to start thinking about what your 2019 harvest plan will look like. So dang, energy and herbs. She's, I commend you for being this organized. So she wants to know, she wants to estimate what she needs to harvest at the end of the year. And she does that by taking really good inventory of what they've actually used, you know, and then she doesn't have to like probably waste time harvesting too much of something they don't use. And she can really focus her energy and effort on harvesting their favorites. So you'll have to take a look at this list. Um, she's got elderberries, calendula flowers, honeysuckle flowers, peppermint, dandelion leaf, dandelion root, tulsi leaf, 
And then she's got nettle seed. She's got some question marks after the, on that line. Um, lamb's quarter seed, you're my hero. Rose petals, mimosa flowers, lemon balm leaf, um, monarda leaf and flowers, elderflower. She makes elderflower lemonade and honeysuckle lemonade. So what a cool list, first of all. Um, and I love how organized it is knowing exactly how many ounces and quarts. I don't know if I'm capable of doing that, but it sure does, you know, <laughs> raise the bar or at least give me an idea of how it could be. So let's go over to her profile page. Oh yes, her name's Elaine. I love that name. Elaine's Garden. Um, Elaine is an organic gardener a wise woman, an herbalist, energy worker, and planted in Kansas City, even though she didn't sprout here. <laughs> and all the photos that she takes are hers with the iPhone camera. Shout out to iPhone. So elainesgardenllc.com is where you can find her. And she's got a great profile with lots of sprouts and cats and mason jars and looks like a lot of things that she creates herself. So I love it. This is, you can just tell whenever you scroll down her profile page, you're gonna definitely um, learn something new. Like I just clicked on this one picture and she's making acorn flower. So bookmark this, we have a lot to learn from this wise woman. Okay, so we've reached our halfway point um, with our InstaHerb shout out number three. And just, just to remind you and encourage you, I think it'd be fabulous for you to visit all of these um, accounts and you know comment and let them know what you think of this stuff, especially this next one, <laughs> because I'm gonna be following it and I wanna see if you've ever tried this. Okay, we're heading over to Olivia Blooms, and she has a picture of castor oil with two mascara brushes, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, here this thing is again. Like everywhere I go, I see this castor oil um, treatment for your eyelashes, like either on Pinterest, it's just been like following me around forever, and have you ever tried it? If you have and you have results, either way, I would love for you to let me know about them or better yet, go over to Olivia Blooms underscore and comment on her page and let us know what you think of this. Olivia Blooms says, did you know that castor oil is a folk remedy for natural hair and eyelash growth? and is an amazing serum for eyelashes and eyebrows. <laughs> so that's important for anyone who is over-tweezed. Um, Olivia says, castor oil is derived naturally from the castor bean and is rich in ricinolic acid, which is omega-9 fatty acid, which has therapeutic effects to help your eyebrows grow thick and long, and helps to prevent them from breaking. So if you are trying to avoid the chemicals found in false lashes, like formaldehyde, 
Give castor oil mascara a try. It will take up to two weeks to start seeing results, but you will definitely notice healthy, thick, and all natural lashes. Castor oil also stimulates hair follicles to promote hair growth in any areas you may have overwaxed or over-tweezed. Plus, to all my postpartum mamas dealing with the dreaded hair loss phase, and that, that is a thing for sure, go get some castor oil. You may already have some at home if you try to naturally induce like <clears throat> me. <laughs> so I love this post by Olivia Blooms, and she also shares that she is concocting a homemade mascara um, made using with um, castor oil, beeswax, charcoal, and some other secret ingredients <laughs> to hopefully um, have some up for sale sometime in 2019. Um, she says, I also just use a little of this castor oil mascara when I want, when I just want a slight lash extension with a natural look. So I have castor oil, right? Cause you keep it on hand in case you, anyone needs a castor oil pack. And, but I've never ordered the eye, the mascara tubes. Of course, you could probably just use an old um, eyebrow brush or a toothbrush if you're super cheap. <laughs> I'll be using a toothbrush. Um, but I would, I love to try this just to see if you, if I get results. So if you have any um, opinion about this and experience, head on over to Olivia Blooms underscore and share your thoughts. So let's go to Olivia's profile page, Olivia's Herbal Garden. Handmade botanical jewelry, ooh, and handcrafted organic care products. Naturalista, sharing my passion for a botanical lifestyle. And she has another account, and, and she also links to oliviasherbalgarden.etsy.com. So thank you, Olivia, sharing all these great ideas from Florida with us. Um, beautiful profile page. And thank you for yet another nudge um, to try this castor oil treatment. Anyone who like is probably over 30 can relate to that phase. I think it was like late 90s late 90s where like the trendy thing was to over tweeze your eyebrows. Do you remember this? Um, like like nowadays all the kids are wearing super thick eyebrows, but um, in, the, in the late 90s, the, the look was super, super thin. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking. But anyways, like I have a tiny little spot in the middle of my one eyebrow that has never grown back. So this would be super interesting to see um, if the castor oil could remedy that. So hey, it's worth a shot. We've got a lot of great tips and tricks today with the InstaHerb shout outs. And next we're headed over to Wildwood Apothecary where she has a very colorful picture of Jell-O. Jell yeah, like gelatin. And Wisewood Apothecary um, says, Tips Tuesday. 
herbal tips, tricks, and tidbits. So this must be something that she publishes every Tuesday, something to look forward to. So Wise Wood Apothecary says, for the picky eaters and sensitive folks out there, Jello can be a lifesaver for getting herbal medicine in the system. By simply using pleasant herbal teas in place of water, you are wrapping up all those nutrients in an extra tasty coating. So she basically made jello with herbal tea. So why is this important? Because sometimes you can't get a kid to drink tea, but you could get them to eat jello. Same with the elderly people. They don't really want to drink a lot of fluids. Maybe this is a, something you could do. Really, anybody. All right, so um, Wise Wood Apothecary says, try using herbs like chamomile flowers, peppermint leaves, hawthorn flowers, elderberry flowers and or berries, mullein leaves, stinging nettle leaves, yarrow flowers and or leaves, and so much more. So yeah, you could really run with this idea and, um, you know, customize it to your needs. So Wisewood Apothecary goes on to say, this simple concept is easily mo modifiable to suit the needs of the person eating it and is possible to ease upset stomachs, fevers, congestion, and more. This method gets bonus points for being super inexpensive. And um, she wants to know, Cheyenne's her name, she wants to know, have you ever tried it? Rose hip and yarrow jello and popsicles. You can do, take this same idea and use your herbal teas and popsicles. Okay, so the rose hip and yarrow jello and popsicles were her best friends during a bout of strep throat a couple years ago. Yeah, that that would have been the remedy to choose. So let's go over to Wiles, Wise Wood Apothecary. I don't know why I want to call this girl wild, but it is Wise Wood. Wise Wood Apothecary. And she's got a beautiful site. She's cute. Um, she says, bringing the wisdom of the woods home. Learn the edible, medicinal, and practical uses of local plant life. So I'm with you, girl. I love that idea. Hashtag Herb of the Month Club. Hashtag Survival Plant Walk. And she is in Alberta. She's got a website, wisewoodapothecary.com. So for sure, um, give her a look. And, and next time somebody's got it, a sore throat or is just being difficult to getting their herbal tea think about making an herbal jello or an herbal popsicle those are two really great ideas thank you so much wow this insta herb shout out number three episode feels loaded with amazing ideas tips and information doesn't it <laughs> Um, I'm glad I am making an archive at herbalmarie.com because these are great things um, to reference to 
and share with others. Okay, so we've got two more. We only have two more, I know. But um, let's see here. We're going over to Whispering Essentials. Whispering dot essentials. Oh yeah, I, I remember why I chose this. Um, she has this gorgeous picture of calendula oil. Um, the flowers in the oil. It's just so, I don't know, there's just something about this picture. I was like just staring at it for a while. So whispering dot essentials. Okay, so she says, why use macerated oils? Aren't they the same as essential oils? The answer is no. So Whispering Essentials says that essential oils are volatile aromatic compounds derived from plants. They are highly concentrated essences which are extracted from a variety of plant parts. Macerated oils use carrier oils to extract components of the whole plant. Okay, now she moves on to talk about calendula. Calendula provides support for the skin as well as inflammation fighting properties. It's wonderful for facial serums, lip balms, diaper cream, lotions, and salves. And it, it truly is. <laughs> Calendula oil can be applied directly to skin irritations or be made into a salve to reduce redness and soothe the damaged tissues. So I love that she clarified, you know, the difference between, um, you know, just adding essential oils or, you know, using an extract. Like when you put the whole plant in the oil, you're getting all those components that are naturally in there. Plus, you're making a great base for your salves and all your products. So you've got to head over to whispering.essentials because she gives you the calendula oil recipe. Um, and I'm gonna read it to you, but reference to it on her profile page. Um, first step is place the calendula petals in a glass jar and cover with olive oil or you could use sunflower, almond, or jojoba oil. Add enough that there's about an inch of oil covering the petals. Seal the lid on tight and place in a brown paper bag near a warm, sunny window. Keep oil in the jar for four to six weeks and shake every now and then. Strain the oil into a new amber glass jar using a cheesecloth and then store in a cool, dark place. And um, whispering dot essentials says if it's made with dried herbs, you can be you can store it for twelve months. For fresh herbs, three to six months. All right, let's head over to her profile page. Um, Rochelle is a natural, simple, eco-conscious mom. A little bit of everything, and she does share that she's healing chronic illness. So what a beautiful looking page. Um, she's got this really cool color, color theme for her pictures and her, um, it, her quotes and everything. But yeah, she works a lot with oils, it looks like, and essential oils and making her own products. She has a link that heads off 
Oh, she's got a couple different links and she has products in a community. And I just love that she took the time just to review for everybody how simple it is to make such a beautiful oil with calendula flowers. So if you don't already grow your own, put that on your list too. <laughs> this year when you plant your lemon thyme, sow some calendula seeds as well. They are extremely easy to grow and they're, they give plentifully. Like you will have more than enough to make your own macerated oil as well as have some to share. And then you can use the calendula flower for lots of other things too, but it is just a gold mine to have um, in your skincare products. All right, well, we made it to our final feature today and um, we're heading over, get this, I love this name so much, we're heading over to the Nerdy Naturopath, um, where there's an awesome picture of garlic and pressed garlic. And I love this because lately, I have had to stand up for garlic. I've been eating a ton of garlic, all right? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and people are very open to let you know that you stank, you stank like garlic. And I am very quick to be the one to stand and defend garlic because it's so amazing and I'm tired of being garlic bullied, garlic shamed. <laughs> so when I saw the nerdy naturopath post this awesome picture of garlic, I thought, yeah, we gotta talk about that. So the nerdy naturopath says, crushed fresh garlic for the immune system. Did you know that garlic is a powerful immune booster? It's best to crush and leave it out to oxidize for 20 minutes as that increases the photochemical called allicin. Allicin is an organosulfur compound which is released from the garlic clove when it is chopped or crushed. It's actually part of the plant's natural defense mechanism to prevent against pests. But when taken internally, it has a wonderful anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects and helps to fight bacteria, viruses, and fungi. So garlic does it all. You don't have to go figure out if it's a bacteria or a virus or a fungus that's causing you, causing you your trouble. You can just go straight to garlic and it doesn't matter which one it is, garlic's gonna take care of that for you. So the nerdy naturopath says, I've come down with a nasty virus that has turned into a sinus and, a, and chest infection. And I've been taking a raw clove of garlic three times a day for the last few days. <laughs> and yes, my breath stinks. <laughs> garlic makes your breath smell because of the allicin compound, among others, are being excreted through the lungs. But that also means that these very healing compounds are passing through my infected lungs and helping my lungs to heal. So yeah, we be stankin', but we be healing, okay? So the nerdy naturopath says, garlic 
is also an expectorant, which means it helps to get all that nasty gunk off my chest. But really, it is wonderful gunk because it's a sign that our immune system is working. I went to the doctor this week to get a new inhaler because sometimes I get asthma attacks when I'm sick and even the doctor told me to avoid any of the over-counter cough suppression or sinus clearing medications that really just shut off our own immune system and prolong our illnesses. There are some really nasty viruses going around and even the doctor could only prescribe fluids and bed rest and my inhaler if needed. But good news is there are loads of herbal remedies that fight viral infections, which are easy to make at home. And I'll share more over the next few days, provided I have the energy for it. All right, so thank you so much to the nerdy naturopath. And she did. She did post um, um, another post about elderberry. And since then, it looks like she'd be feeling good. Um, so let's go over to the nerdy naturopath. She's a nat naturopreneur, an herbalist, a yoga teacher, plant-based nutritionist, Gryffindor, <laughs> the elbow room. And she says, join me at Fresh, Fresh Revolutions um, book now. So she's in, she's in Dublin, Ireland. Um, so love to Ireland. Thank you so much um, for sharing your experience with garlic and encouraging other people to take garlic, regardless if people are going to be, uh, what word do I want to look for? Rude. <laughs> the, of the way that garlic smells. Like I tell everyone around me, if I'm eating garlic, you should be too. And then we can all stink together. <laughs> so there you go, you guys. The Insta Herb shout outs number three. I hope you enjoyed this. It just felt so jam-packed um, with information. My head is spinning at all this um, wonderful herb nerdy stuff. Um, we got a lot of great ideas. All these links I will be sharing at Herbal Marie. So you can easily find and connect with all these lovely people. So thank you so much for hanging out. And thank you so much for loving herbs. And always remember to feel better and be well. Thanks for listening. Support this podcast by becoming a patron. You'll gain access to PDF downloads and Herb Nerd Notes. Visit HerbalMarie.com and become a patron today.